Hey, Tommy says, nobody in particular is here. Yep, nobody in particular. And he's his side cat, side cat, cat boy Tom. Um, season two, episode eight, I believe, of Sessions with Yeshi. Now, understand my name for now, nobody in particular, because I'm just like you, nobody in particular. I wanted there to be a, an easy way through, just like you, you know, nobody in particular. I wanted to have the supernatural on my side, um, just like you. I wanted to be on the side of the winning team, so to speak, just like you. But in sessions with Yeshi, after nearly 50 years of considering things from the standpoint of uh, what would Jesus do, because that was in the 50 years ago, in the 80s, that was kind of a thing. What would Jesus do? And a whole new generation of my generation were um, called in to have a good time and be free and this, that, and the other. There were the the weir willy uh, phenomenon, the uh, Jesus peoples, and all that. And uh, not only the what would Jesus do, but I'm okay, you're okay, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the church was, going to church was an exciting cultural community event. And there were apparently like-minded people there who accepted me, and I didn't know them, and they didn't know me, but uh, then there was people that stood up in front of everybody and said, well, because of this, this, and that, that, then these, these, and those, those. And I didn't know any better, so I listened and I learned, or, you know, I absorbed all that and wanted to learn more, blah, blah, blah. Here, there, and in another place in time, that idea of being on a walk with uh, Yeshi, open eyes of many kinds, not understanding all of it, but, you know, seemed cool until you figure out it's, uh, people got too much to do with it, and <laughs> as soon as you get people involved in this, and they have their own agendas, and their own who's it's, I mean, here we were, and this is, this is pre, pre-Yeshi, and I'm, I'm still nobody in particular. 
I'm not even on the Yeshi's thing, but way back in the day, it was so fun to go to church to be around people, and the whole, you know, ritual was pretty good, and man, I put years into it, and family put years into it, and then, um, and I don't know, I got older, and things got tougher, and things changed, but that part of, uh, being very close to uh, Yeshi, you know, having him right there with me uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, <clears throat> not endorsing my ideas and not doing what I told him to do, for sure. But in that process, I think somewhere along the line in my late 60s or early 70s or someplace in there um, things changed I looked around and saw that the the world had changed and Jesus people weren't really welcome anymore I mean you had to be mainstream and in order to do this you had to be that if you're and politics had overtaken uh, uh, entire uh, schisms entire uh, groups entire batches of people just didn't want to give up and still don't want to give up some wrong-headed teachings because somebody told them they were right-headed teachings when they were just not going to bear up over time. That's, there's a practicality that is apparently taken away in church, and that is the practicality of disagreeing with an elder. <laughs> All right, you know, yes, she got thrown out or threw the, the money lenders out, right? That's one of your, <clears throat> one of the stories. Okay, now, just on that, just on that. The subject of this is what I feel I would say if I was Yeshi and I was seated like the Dalai Lama and all these flowers and all these people around and kids bringing me sweets and all this worship and honestly I can see the Dalai Lama being that way because that's his deal passivity uh, but he's also in a dangerous spot he's supposedly uh, uh, picked by the gods or some sort of thing he's reincarnated and blah 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 so he's a special dude and he's treated with reverence and all this now when I'm 
channeling Yeshi. And I come upon this question of what about people worshiping you, Yeshi? And all I get in the universe is ew. Now, here's the message. This is this is it. I wrote it down. I was and the amenuensis. This is what Yeshi would have you consider at this time. He's retired. Get it? No more water into wine, no more stories about weddings, no more mass healings, usually. No being pursued by those who'd want to find favor and be top dogs with God, 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 or the ones who would separate skin from bone just to find out what was in the laboratory, examinations, rip and shred. Yes, she would have you know that not being dead anymore isn't all you have it as imagined. That you've been possibly subject to folks who blah, blah, this, and blah, blah, that, and I can raise the dead, and this, that, and the other, and, um, now what Yeshi wants you to know is that he is not in the position or in the frame of mind to be a pawn in fevered prayers, competitions, wars, love triangles, bad churches. He didn't want to, he doesn't pick between mayonnaise and Miracle Whip. That's not his deal. All right. He's not, and specifically never was, a Christian. That's a whole made-up thing that you get to say you are if you reflect enough of him, supposedly, or you get water dribbled on your head or dirt or this and that. But while Yeshi was never a Christian, religion has always been and organized thuggery and money laundering in the temple as a thing is still a thing. There are still people selling indulgences. And I'm not kidding. He's not kidding. Whatever you want to call it, it's a job for these people running their churches and keep in mind that they have a piece of paper with the government that says, hi, I have a 
business, my business's religion, and my business doesn't pay taxes, but it's still a business. You're running a church, you're running a business. You want to get rich quick, you can get rich quick. Churches are great for that. Look at all these people. Look at the high rollers who travel around in their tour buses, their jet airplanes. They hold their healing services. They send out the, the trucks with the tents a couple weeks early so they can gin up some, get people in here and well, we're going to blah, 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 and they're going to give us money. Well, that's how it works. It's a business. Call it a religion. Put whatever kind of adhesive tape on it, whatnot. It's still people working to take people's money to run the business. Yeshi is still not in that business. He retired. He retired. So come on. The questions that he really wanted to ask... ask you to ask yourself, but what would it be like to look into someone's eyes and see compassion? What would it be like to look toward everyone's eyes to see compassion in those eyes? What would it be like to acknowledge the people around you and their equality of worthiness to draw a breath and to look. What would it be like to look in someone's eyes and see compassion? And if you are filled with compassion, what would it be like to look in someone's eyes and see yourself? Big churches, fancy this and that, political engagement, uh, whose bathroom goes to who, culture wars. No. What it be like to look in someone's eyes and see yourself? Are you a mean person when you look into other people's eyes? Do you just see mean people? Are you full of compassion? And you know that in, in finality, the, well, I'll finish this up. That might not be final. But healing. I know the idea of omnipotent power and free rides are big in the religious community, but the universe and the planet Earth that we live on is an impossible place. We are 
alive. We can question. We can doubt. We can look out into the universe. We are not ignorant animals. Mostly. Except we are ignorant animals. We are swayed by opinions. We are turned against right and we are turned toward wrong and abomination. If we're <laughs> slip the poison. But the poison is the someone taking credit for what the universe already provides. Understand within this universe of earth uh, flowers seed fruit reproduce all the way up and down the chain various kinds so all of these beings these fangs are here to reproduce have babies, new generations. The old generation goes away, the new generation comes in. So for thousands and thousands of years, I don't know what, how many thousand, 110,000 years, 75,000 years there have been uh, human humans? Our class, nobody smarter or dumber, probably. I mean, look at the civilizations. Look at the civilizations. Now that was uh, tens of thousands of years of humans living on the planet. Most of that time is not written down. Much of what is written down is not applicable to uh, anything but regional effects and events. The universe is made to supply. It is a generally beneficent place. And I'm going to, you know, earth, sky. We don't have uh, comets raining down on us, asteroids. We're not, we're not running away from... giant cephalopods or uh, humongous geckos or fleas the size of horses. No. What we have works and no, nobody gets to take advantage of taking responsibility for that for their own good reason. Okay. Think about it. Just think about it. And that's it. Nobody in particular. No powers. No papers. No trail. That's Yeshi. 2,000 years into keeping his head down because there's four, within our scenario, four people who, who were raised from the dead and now 
can't die. You got to know that nobody intentionally gets hunted down a second time. No trail. Yes, she's not in the business. He's enjoying an egg salad sandwich someplace. You go, Yesh. Nobody in particular. Over and out. <laughs>